Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gamblernet in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I am your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Today is Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. Keep that in mind moving forward in this broadcast. We refer to yesterday's and today's and tomorrow's all the time because we are very unprofessional, although we do try to put in a little uh, a mask of professionalities. Um, I am joined, as I always am, by Mr. J-Head. No, I should say always. I'm joined as I typically am by Mr. J-Head. Mr. J-Head, how about you? How about you, Jeff? All right. We have got Cole Pinkson in the back with Zach. He will be joining us in the front soon. And we will talk high school recruiting, big news. Official visit has been set by a big-time wide receiver. We've got transfer portal news. We've got... Basketball transfer portal news. We've got it all today. Before we get to it, though, it is springtime, folks. It is time to be on the move. People are ready to you got, got that itch for a new place to live, man. If you're looking or buying or selling your home, we've got the person you need to call. Jessica Andrews with Talents Group, 334 uh, 334-704-4442. As Jay has said, she's a five-star realtor. Residential investment property, she can find it for you. She can sell it for you. She can do it all, folks. I promise you. I know firsthand. 334-704-4442. Give her a call. Tell her we sent you. All right, folks. Let's uh, let's get to the meat of the topic, which is the football transfer portal, J-Head. We're going to bring Cole in here. He's got some exciting news for Auburn fans when it comes to high school recruiting. But uh, as far as the transfer portal, news came out today, Wednesday, that uh, Mr. Powell Gordon hadn't been on campus long, has already entered his name into the to the portal. He will be looking around, uh, and uh, we've confirmed that he's not 
100% on going anywhere. He just wants to see what opportunities are out there. Jay, what were your thoughts on that? A little disappointed, if I'm being honest. You know, Powell's a kid. I, I think he's a program-type guy. He's somebody that you want in your locker room. He's going to do and say all the right things. You're never going to question his practice habits. But he's a player that obviously was not in the too deep right now, and he's somebody I think that wants to play. He wants to play now. He doesn't necessarily want to wait, and he kind of wants to see what those options are going to be that may present him a better opportunity to see the field right now. But overall, um, it's not a guy where it's a massive impact loss from a production standpoint. But to me, anytime you lose a quality character kid like Powell Gordon, it's not a good day for your program. It's not by any means, it's not the, you know, the end of the world or anything of that nature. Nobody should take it that way. But it is a situation where, you know, you would like to, to see this young man, you know, push through the adversity and, and stay with Auburn. But my hat's off to him. If he chooses to go someplace else, he's represented Auburn well while he's been here, and I wish yeah. him nothing but the best. Powell Gordon, J. Head, makes four we know of that have entered the portal from Auburn. Powell Gordon, Desmond Tisdall, Jeffrey Emba, Tavares Dawson. Auburn is minus four right now. We know of at least two offers Auburn has put out to transfers, both offensive linemen, big offensive tackle from Wyoming in Emmanuel Pregnon, uh, big offensive, we believe, to be a guard, Jaden Muskrat from? Tulsa. Tulsa, that's right. Tulsa, former home of Philip Montgomery, former home of Dylan Wade. Uh, another kid uh, from ULM, The Edge, Anthony Campbell, tweeted out an offer. We have confirmed, Jay Head, that – that's mm. not necessarily a real offer, and that's not me trying to take a shot at the kid. I think sometimes things just get confused in translation, but it appears to me that Auburn has interest. They've contacted him, but there's not an official offer on the table for this young man just yet. doesn't mean that there won't be, but as of now, um, there's not an official offer to the best of my understanding. So only two offers the first, what, five days of the transfer portal. Is that surprising to you? Not overly surprised. I mean, I think we all saw this kind of play out last year where spring was a little bit slower than the, you know, than the winter portal period, if you would, the early portal window. And we kind of anticipated it would be similar to that. Now, I think we thought, okay, this is the second year of the portal. Maybe there will be a little bit more action. But with spring practices not having concluded, you know, at all the various universities that are conducting spring, you know, those conversations that coaches typically tend to have with their prospects, kind of letting them know where they stand, the exit interviews and things of that nature, they haven't all happened just yet. So that's probably causing it to drag some. But in addition to that, I, I, I think kids are generally being a little more cautious about the portal. I think mm. more and more than most are trying to make sure that they have an actual landing spot and aren't going to get caught in the portal like a lot of kids did last year. I mean, I think by the time fall started, there were still over – 400 kids that were caught in the portal with no place to go. So what does that tell you? Look, guys, nothing is guaranteed. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're doing your back channeling and that there are interested parties and you have a place to go, uh, particularly if Auburn's not going to honor your scholarship once you enter the transfer portal. I mean, because a coach doesn't have to do that. The second you enter your name in the transfer portal, technically speaking, they can pull your scholarship offer. I know Steve Sarkeesian at Texas went uh, – you know, scorched earth with his comments with regard to that. I don't think Hugh Freeze necessarily feels the same way. I think he'll probably take it in a case-by-case situation contingent on the young man that's leaving and the reasons that they're leaving. But 
it, you know, every coach is allowed to treat that a little bit differently. So is it slightly surprising that it's been a little slow? Yes. Is it, you know, do I think it could pick up? Yes. Do I expect it to be an explosion? No, I don't. I, I think it's just going to kind of be a slow trickle. Mm. So Auburn is sitting at minus four right now. As we mentioned, Powell Gordon, Desmond Tisdall, Jeffrey Imba, Tavares Dawson all have entered the portal. Uh, as far as we know, only two confirmed offers in Jaden Muskrat and Emmanuel Pregnon. We will be keeping a track, daily track, on everything going on with Auburn in the transfer portal at Auburn Live on three. As far as high school recruiting, man, there was some big news coming out of the south, southern end of the state, and it didn't have anything to do with J-Head. Mm. <laughs> Old Pinkston went through a little road trip down through the southern part and came back with some scoop. Uh, Cole, talk to us about Mr. Uh, Perry Thompson. The I think he's a four-star. Might be a five-star on some services. Five-star wide receiver from Saraland. Is he four all the way across? Or? Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he is four all the way across. But okay. With us, he's basically ranked where he would eventually be a five-star if we keep going with it. Um, and, and he is that way with several others, too. So, he's you know, he's right on the cusp of being a five-star. But uh, Five-star on 24. Okay, 24-7. There you go. Uh, he is committed to Alabama. Cole, he's been to Auburn. I think we had him at least three visits during the spring that we know of. And you've got some news on him coming back already. Yeah, when I, when I went to see him in person, I talked to him, and he, he was pretty honest about his interest in Auburn. He was honest about, you know, his interest in Alabama. I think it's the same thing he told us when he was on campus, which was it's coming down between Alabama and Auburn. And I talked to sources, you know, near him and, and sources at Auburn and sort of combined all that intel to figure out nobody has a great feel for what he might do between those two. Nobody's gung-ho that he's going straight to Alabama or he's going to flip tomorrow and go to Auburn. It's, I don't know, man. I don't know. Except some people on the corner. Well, well, they know everything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's good. To me, that's good. That was good to hear to me. If you're, uh, look, if you're looking at Auburn's chances and having a shot in the end, I, I felt like that was good news, um, that people are confused and like, I just don't know. I don't know where he's going. I don't know where he's leaning. Even though he's committed to Alabama. Even though he's committed, yeah. So that was my biggest takeaway. And he did tell me, hey, I am going to officially visit Auburn working on the date. Um, I think he had told Joseph Hastings of our Bama on three site maybe a couple of days before that that he had already locked in the Bama visit, uh, official visit for June 2nd through the 4th. So I already knew about that one going in. But he then texted me, I guess it was yesterday, and said, hey, June 16th. The weekend. Mm. So that is, uh, I guess that's a week or, yeah, two, two weeks, weeks after. Which is a good, you've got a little buffer in between the two. So you're not hitting one one weekend and you're still riding the high off of that one and you're going into your next visit. I think it's perfect timing as far as those uh, the, the, having two weeks. And June 16th, that's a, that's a weekend people should, uh, at least Auburn recruiting fans should circle on their calendar because we've already confirmed uh, Nick Marsh. He's coming mm-hmm. down from, uh, was it Michigan? Yes. Coming down from Michigan for an official visit. He's another big-time wide receiver. I think that's the weekend Egan Boyer, the offensive tackle from North Carolina, is coming back for an official visit. So I think those are three confirmed, and I'm guaranteeing that's going to be a uh, – there's going to be more. That's going to be a big weekend. So uh, for sure. Let it. Definitely, definitely. Um, 
other than Perry, I, I was not able to see Sterling Dixon in person. They had started their spring break. Really terribly time trip for me, if we're being honest, uh, because they're, everybody down there in Mobile apparently goes spring break a little late. You, you might know about that, J-Head. Just a hair. Just a hair. I well, mean, we got Mardi Gras in February, right? It kind of makes sense. That's a month-long celebration. Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong on this. This is my theory, J-Head. Okay. With the late spring breaks. Obviously, the beaches get over, you know, flooded with spring breakers. So these mobile folks, they like to go to the beach, I guess, still, even though they live down there. They want to go when it's a little quieter, maybe. Is that is that the case? I think it's more or less because there's so much time given during Mardi Gras. You have to space it out some, so they push the spring break window to a little bit later time period. Gotcha. Which I always love because uh, that's less traffic on the road for me, brother, <laughs> especially when I'm trying to get to work every day. So Sure, yeah. I figured. I mean, look, if you live if you live that close, and Mobile itself is pretty big with, you know, tourists anyway, so I would think you'd want it a little more quiet. But anyway, uh, didn't get to talk to Sterling Dixon, who is an Alabama edge for a linebacker. He's an inside linebacker now for everybody just about commit. Um, but talked to him on the phone for a good while. And, hmm, boy, I, I just get the feeling that Auburn's – I think it's similar to Perry Thompson there. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn and Alabama. LSU is in the mix. I get the vibe that LSU is actually really in there. Okay. And it shouldn't be a surprise because obviously LSU has some recruiting prowess. Um, but they love him at inside linebacker. Probably closer to Mobile than Auburn is, isn't it? It is pretty close. And closer than Tuscaloosa. I mean, Mobile to Baton Rouge, I think, is two and a half hours. There you go. Which maybe is about three. what it is to Auburn, maybe three to Auburn, right? J-Head. Uh, probably closer to four. Oh, Damn, okay. is it really? Mm-hmm. Great day in the morning. You probably pushing a little bit north of three and a half hours. Interesting. Keith so, would be yeah. proud of you, Cole, with your with your geography. <laughs> he's 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 shaking right now. He's so mad. He, he doesn't understand why. Just something's going on. He doesn't <laughs> like. His arms twitching. And he's like, "What's going on here?" Uh, but yeah. So anyway, my my conversation with Sterling was great. I I got some good insight from him. I thought I've shared it all over our board, um, and in our, in the story with him. Now he is he's pretty firm about saying I am committed to Alabama, and he's going to stick with that. And uh, you know, I, I I try to theorize on on why he might do that, and, and he didn't tell me this. Just what I try to think after talking to him and try to portray to everybody is he, he's he's serious about that commitment. He, he, I don't think he's – got Siri talking to me here. No, he, he's serious about his commitment to Alabama, and he takes he, – he didn't just commit. He's not one of those guys that was like, ah, I'll go ahead and commit. It was something that meant something to him. It meant something to his family. It meant something to teammates, people around him, and feeling some pressure right now because Auburn is absolutely – about to knock down his door, you know, trying to get to him. So he loves that, but he's very committed to Alabama. But watch out for Auburn too. And he and he would even say, look, I mean, they've made it tough on me. They have made it tough. Cole, if you had to choose one of the two, you think Auburn has a better shot at flipping Sterling than Perry? Uh, yes, I do. I, I, I do believe that. Uh, one of the reasons is because – I know LSU and Auburn were two of the – and Alabama was right in there too. But when they realized – I think it was a huge compliment to him to say, look, even though you could grow into an edge 
and be maybe on the smaller side, but I mean, you got the tools and the skills to be an edge on the next level. We think you're fast enough to play in the middle. I mean, we think you got enough talent to be able to do that. And Auburn's one of those schools that pushed that hard. Josh Aldridge did that. I mean, I think even Cadillac Williams has, has gotten involved there in some capacity and, and done the same thing. So, yeah, I think that's a big deal. You know, I, I've always been told people like to talk about themselves. And oh, yeah. uh, if you tell a guy, hey, I think you're really good, well, uh, they'll respond to that. You know? Some uh, some other news this week uh, I think it's worth mentioning. Cam Coleman moved up to the number six overall recruit yeah. in the nation. Yes. According to On3, uh, cementing his status as a five-star recruit. And number six, is that right? Oh, and the number one overall player in the state, uh, jumping over Jalen Mbakwe, the Alabama commitment from Clay Chalkville. So I thought that was man. I tell you what, all three loves this cat. You'll remember it wasn't long ago. All three busted his butt up to number twenty, yes. and now I mean it has been what four or five weeks since then. And now they've moved him up to number six, and uh, a solid four star. Because I mean a solid five star. Because when they moved him up to twenty, you know we could legitimately call him a future five star. Because as Cole said earlier, I think the top thirty two in all three rankings are five stars. And he was number twenty, but now he is. Uh, I think. I think he is. There are six. Uh, no, there are ten. There are ten five stars, and he is one of them. And I think somebody else moved up a lot. Uh, is Mbakwe still number two? Let's take a peek and see. Let's take I know. A peek uh, I know Joe Phillips was a big riser. Now he didn't yeah. Go. Yeah. He didn't go that he high. He's number seventy now in the country, or something. He like went that? from two something to top one hundred. 71, 70, somewhere in that range. Yeah, big jump for him. Uh, they love him, too. Uh, that's another guy. It's just, there you go. J-Head and I talk about these guys. Cam Coleman, if you watch him, you would think, all right, that's, uh, you know, sort of skinnier, uh, maybe, you know, taller receiver. Not really sure what he's, what kind of receiver he is. And then you watch him, you go, oh, my gosh, he can do just about everything. 100%. Yeah, I, there's not much he can't do. But just a guy who's not even close to his ceiling just yet, Cole. And, and you know, see yeah. it, and you saw it against IMG. I can remember you coming back and in yeah. the group chat saying, hey, I don't know if you guys have seen him, but Cam Coleman, dot, dot, dot. And that was kind of like where you left it. And immediately I started scrambling for film thereafter. But you're right. A guy that's I've comped him to T. Higgins. I, th- I think some people have said potentially A.J. Green um, and Perry Thompson comparing to Julio Jones. Now I won't go that far with Perry. I think he's fantastic, uh, but Julio's a, a once in a lifetime free generational yeah, talent. Right. I mean, sure. But Perry's talented in and of in and of himself. Big body guy. But like you said, Cam's just a he's a guy that with. Sneaky speed, I'd probably say he's what four five, maybe pushing four four right now. Every bit of six foot three, maybe six four, Dang. with a you know thirty five plus inch vertical leap, mm-hmm. vertical threat down the field. Now I wouldn't call him an in breaking route wide receiver right now, but I think he can probably work on that part of his game. Sure, but just a guy there's not a lot of limitations to, and that catch readiness, guys. When you see his length in person, it blows you away. He's going to be a guy 
you're not going to need a massive window to get him the ball, right? Like he's not a guy that's going to need to have a ton of space. Right. He's going to be able to pluck it from pretty much – if you get it in the vicinity, he's going to be able to grab it. And a guy that can be an eraser. And we talk about that right now. Right? Look, look at our quarterback situation with Robbie Ashford. Not the most accurate guy, right? Like got a lot of tools, great athlete, not the most accurate at this time. What would it be like for him if he had a receiver like that on the outside that could make some plays for him every now and again? Mm. Make him look a lot better, wouldn't it? it sure Definitely. would. Definitely. And, and I would uh, I would advise you to also watch what Cam Coleman can do after he catches the ball, which is something you wouldn't expect, a receiver that looks like him and sort of his playing style. But against IMG, I think there was a play, and I think it made like ESPN top plays or something because that game was actually on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh where he broke seven or eight tackles on the way to the one yard line on a just just a quick slant play, and it was just that's when I realized, and and I think I've told the story. I was standing next to Ike Hilliard, and he was like, "That's Cam Coleman right there." And I was like, "Yeah, he's, he's for real." And he pulled out his phone and blocked you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he blocked me now. So. Speaking of Cam Coleman, this is a good little segue, as Jay Head likes to say. Uh, the evaluation period opened up which means coaches can go on the road to evaluate these kids in person. And the first stop that we know of, as far as Marcus Davis is concerned, was to Central Phoenix City. City. Um, Pat Nix was there to greet him with a big old grin on his face. I don't know if he does that for everybody, but sure, he sure was happy in the picture we saw uh, on Twitter. But Marcus Davis went to see Cam Coleman on Monday. And I tell you, the the tweet said, you know, it's, it's great to have the dead period over with and have the these coaches back on campus and it was on uh, somebody said by dead period do they mean harson men gone <laughs> to have Aubrey <laughs> coaches back on campus uh, I, I think that was a knock on him he, he didn't uh wasn't very visual especially at central phoenix city but uh we, we know marcus davis went to see cam coleman cole knows that uh who went out to see casey poe Oh, yeah. Jake Thornton was scheduled to go see him Monday morning. I'll have to check back with Casey to make sure that happened. But uh, Casey told me on the phone, he was like, he said, make sure you're in class Monday morning. I'll be there, that kind of thing. So um, I think that was the first guy he wanted to see. He's coming fresh off of an Alabama visit that blew him away. Right. And he was very honest about that. And I think Alabama was a major player, but I think so is Auburn. And, and uh, how about that Walker White connection? Huge. You you may remember Keith when he first started uh, reporting on Walker White and, and we were starting to realize, hey, Auburn's a real player here. One of the big things was that he really connected with Hugh Freeze and and, and their faith and the way they were open about their faith and Christianity. And he, he, and he ties it into the football part of things. And that's exactly what Casey told me about that. And, and he has the same sort of um, – the way he talks about it and the way that he is just enthralled by that. Now he said, you know, Dabo Clemson's about the same way. Yeah. And that's another big player for him. So I think with Casey Poe, you're going to have to be super patient and make, and hope that Auburn stays relevant with him. And I think they will. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Uh, he's going to take it a long way, probably to signing day. If I had to imagine everybody's coming after him, one of the most highly recruited guys in the country. Sure. And for good reason. Um, he actually told me, which was interesting, I, I, I was rattling off some names. I said, make sure I didn't miss anybody here, Texas, Texas A&M. He goes, actually, Texas hasn't offered me. I said, 
Are you serious? He goes, Damn. yeah, he said, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm not quite as tall as they like their whatever right guard or whatever to be. He said, mm-hmm. he said, but hey, if they can find a guy, you know, meaner than me, then they're doing okay. Ooh, I love it. That kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. he was joking around and he was like, yeah, I mean, th- no, look, if they're going to, that's totally fine. Everybody has preferences. I hear you. Good for I, him, I man. I got all these schools, and it's, it's going to be fine. I, I like that kid. Oh, yeah. He's, you know, him and Walker White are really, it's very similar talking to them. Similar way of talking, similar. And they have a lot to say, and you'll be on the phone with them for a while. You know, they're they're not the kind of guys that are, like, trying to get off the phone with you. They They want to talk. And they your want, line of work, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, they want to share with you. No, that, that is a good thing. Uh, let's uh, Before we move on, and I know Jay Head and myself, we want to get to some hoops recruiting. But before we do, Jay Head, you had something you pitched to us before the show. Sure. Uh, staying in the uh, high school football recruiting, which was what? So, an assignment. Yeah, an assignment. I thought we'd make this a fun exercise where we could kind of take a look. Like we've gone through spring now. We've seen everybody that's visited. In your mind, who do you think are the five guys that are most likely to commit next? Cole, I know you've done a piece on this. Jeffrey, I'd love your thoughts. I've got my list as well. Okay. And okay. I can go first since I, I'm the one that pitched this. Well, you might be stealing one of mine. Oh. Well, we can have the same, right? Let you go first, Lee Dog. Well, I'll give you one. Joseph right. Phillips. Okay. That is one of mine. Top 100. As we mentioned earlier, top 100 linebacker. Guarantee you, Josh Aldridge went and saw him, has already seen him this week. Same for Demarcus Riddick, the Georgia commitment. All right, Joseph Phillips and DJ Barber. I'll put both of those linebackers in there. I got both That's of them. Those are my top two. Uh, <laughs> mine too. I haven't gotten any farther, to be honest with you. That's as far as I got. Let me, uh, I got, I got three more. I, I'm going to go straight off of my list that I put up right after Martavis Collins committed. Um, All right. Okay. How about we each give one from here? Cole, you go first, okay. and Jeffrey, then me. I'll close it out. All right. So so my my next guy is going to be Christian Peterson. Oh, that's uh, a good one. Nickel from yep. Atlanta. I always originally. forget about him, yes. You know what? And, and he was just at a rivals camp and, and was and showed out, from what I could tell, on those highlights that they put out um, and was a one highly regarded. So a little bit of a smaller guy, but – just explosive athlete, man, and he's he's a, he's a great candidate at nickel, and I think Auburn has been. We got another day of NBA action, and with FanDuel, every night is a watch party, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It goes down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus best that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, I don't want to say on the fence because that, that doesn't sound great, but they really like him and they're trying to see if he could fit in the DB room there. In other words, work out the numbers to see if they can get him. That's exactly – that's well put, Cole, because there's so many targets on the board, and there are a right. lot, of, lot of blue-chip, you know, high-caliber guys, and Peterson's right there with him. I mean, he, he's he on the rank right now, in my honest opinion. I think he's a four-star type guy. Sure. I really do, and I'm with you. He Who is, are we talking about? Christian. Christian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always forget. I don't, I'm not listening. I'm, I'm looking for my next guy. <laughs> I was like, hell, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> um, perfect player in the box. He's yeah. got that quick twitch to stay with slot wide receivers, but he's physical enough that if they put a bigger guy, like what Auburn's going to do this year, some of Rivaldo Fairweather, where they're going to play with, you know, 12 personnel and 11 personnel type, you know, offensive settings, and you're going to have that bigger slot. Christian Peterson, can, he can check those guys at the line of scrimmage and has the hips to run with them. So really love the versatility of his game, Cole. I agree. And, and hey, he was on my list I, as well. I got a comparison from somebody who's watched him a lot. Sure. And, and I thought it was nice. I thought it was a pretty nice comparison. Javaris Davis. Yeah. That's a great comp for J.D. with J.D. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he was now, one of my favorites. If you remember, man. Javaris was fast, guys. Now, I'm talking about the person that told me this knows a good deal about Christian Peterson, okay, and they and, and knew about Javaris as well, watched him, and said, look, he's got similar speed and explosion. And I'm thinking, man, Javaris was one of the more underrated guys that played for Auburn in the last, you know, decade. That's a great comparison. I agree. I think his hips are probably a little tighter than JD's, but the speed is there, and I like to think his physicality is a little bit better. But yeah, that's a great comp from a size, frame standpoint, um, top end speed. I, I can see every bit of that. Yep. Okay. Christian Peterson. Jay, have you contributed? I have not. I'll give you my next one. Jeff is um, so excited for his next one. I, I, I'm excited now. You got me excited. <laughs> I'm going to go Justin Green, who oh. said he wants to commit in June. Okay. Oh, not a bad pick. Now, they, here's the deal. That's a great pick because you've got to consider the timeline for these kids, right? Yes. I don't expect, you know, whatever. I don't, you know, flipping commitments and all that stuff. We Having them in, projected in the class is a lot different than one of the next five to commit. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, if we were going to do in the class, completely different setup for us. But timeline-wise, Justin Green has said he wants to commit in June. That's what he's – I believe that's what he told you and Cole. I think he's what he's also said to other various recruiting sites that that's what he's looking to do with Auburn, South Carolina, and Georgia being the main players. And then there was one other Cole that uh, he mentioned to you. Was it also LSU or yeah, uh, State? You said Auburn, South Carolina, Georgia. Uh, Georgia's in the mix. LSU is definitely in the mix. Okay. Hmm. So Miami, maybe I can't remember yeah. exactly, but those four are definitely in there. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. Uh, I think he's actually getting closer and closer with yep. narrowing it down. Yep, I, I think he's one of these kids that doesn't just absolutely love the recruiting process. He wants to get it done. That's that's the feel I've got. Now, and I'll tell you what, 
He, he doesn't. You're, you're absolutely right about that because I, I got to know him pretty well during the Under Armour camp, and he was just getting bombarded, and I was like the last guy that came up to him. I was like, Justin, I, I am sorry about this, man. Can we talk for a minute? He goes, yeah, man, let's go. Let's talk. You know, it was kind of like you need to take a deep breath for a second. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, let's talk. <laughs> but look, I, I, I do the same exercise. Trust me. <laughs> it's genuine, right? I'm like, I'm tired of talking to y'all, but hey, yeah. I'm with you. I got you. I hear you. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> so I, I've always I, I like Justin. He's he's been he's been fun to uh, talk to in this process. Jeffrey, take us home, man. Okay. I, I, this one led to actually three, but I'm going to okay. start here. The reason I got excited was because he fit all the criteria we're looking for right now. So, a timeline. Uh, just recently received an offer. I know who you're going. And with. I feel like this kid's ready to jump when Auburn says do it. Do you still know? I think Antonio I Antonio White. White. There it is. The he big was my number five. Oh, really? Yep. All right. Antonio White just got an Auburn offer. Cole and I talked to him. And Jalen Crawford, man, Jalen Crawford is a stud DB. And these guys are very close. They're best friends. And they plan to go to the same school. Now, these are two guys I could absolutely see at the same school. Why? Because both of them love Auburn. And Auburn mm-hmm. now has offered Antonio White. Antonio White told me straight up Auburn's going to be tough to beat. I think he's also said uh, – not also, but I think he's sent an official visit to Kentucky. So there is some competition there. But as far as timeline goes, I think he will uh, – you know, his answer is how high when Auburn says jump. I, yep. I think he fits that criteria. Antonio White, Jalen Crawford may not be far behind him. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Antonio recently got an A&M offer too, but I don't know how big of a I player think, I think you're. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I got uh, before you go to the next one, Jeffrey. Here's a little bit of intel on Antonio, and I think I've posted this on the corner already, but I think it was when he got the offer. Anyway, he he was actually offered before he tweeted that oh. by Auburn, and didn't realize it. They they had sort of given him the offer, and, and he thought, yeah, that sounds you know, it sounds like I'm gonna get it. Remember, he told us yeah. that day. He's like, oh yeah, I think I'm gonna get one. Well, they were ready that day and, and pretty much said it. And he was like, all right, so, all right, well, next time I'll get it, I guess. And it, it was just like, it, just like we were talking about earlier, miscommunication. I don't think it was that bad of miscommunication. I think he knew he was getting it. He just didn't realize it happened at that moment, maybe. And But, look, they, they talked to him like he's been offered since. It wasn't a big deal. It was, it was a, a cool thing between them, and he was real excited to know, oh, my gosh, I, okay, cool, <laughs> you know. You know, so it was, that was cool, I thought. The only thing with these kids, when they start, like this kid right here, he sees Jalen Crawford going, all these, he, he's getting, you know, he's highly coveted by a bunch of schools. Mm-hmm. He's getting the red carpet treatment. Antonio's over there watching him. And now, <laughs> yeah. and now all of a sudden people say, hey, Antonio, you want to come on this red carpet too? Mm-hmm. And sometimes these kids will go, yeah, man. And we're sitting here going, well, he's about to come into Auburn. And, and, and he might be over there going, dude, I'm, I might want to go a couple more of these schools and get treated like this a little bit longer before <laughs> yeah. I commit. Right. So, so that that's something to keep an eye on. But I, I really – Antonio White and Jalen Crawford both, if we're going to that projection class, both of those guys are in my class. Yep. Um, the only other one I had mentioned or had written down here as a possibility, and I think, Jay, I'm using your intel here, what, is Bryce Kane? So he has Auburn in his top two with Ole Miss and Auburn um, and said that Auburn would probably be his leader if he had to declare one today. 
that being said, I think that's going to be on Auburn. How much do okay. they plus the gas with him? And then probably, I think Cole's right. They're probably going to want to see him in a camp and or at a minimum, you know, spring evaluation. Okay. What does it look like when they eyeballed him? They obviously, they've yeah. seen his tape. They like his tape. They like the kid. But they want to see him live and in action because there are a lot of receiver targets on the board. You guys know this. Mm-hmm. A lot of talented receiver targets on the board. So if you're going to take a kid this early, you want to make sure you're 100% dialed in and sold. So it doesn't hurt specifically with an in-state prospect to make sure you know exactly what you're going to be getting. Because the last thing you want to do is take a kid and then he has a subpar senior year and all of a sudden you're questioning, like, should we have a mutual parting of the ways? And then what does that do for your recruiting in the Mobile area moving forward? And you want to try to avoid those situations if at all costs. So, you know, I don't think they have to press the gas just yet with him. I think they can get him if they, if they truly want him. But I think he's definitely someone they're going to evaluate. In spring, for sure, maybe they have him come up for a camp. Who truly knows? That sounds uh, logical. Um, was there was that five? Do we need another? Yeah, yeah mine would have been five, but I was going to go with Bryce Kane as well. But I am right there with you, Jay Head. I don't know how hard the push is yet. This was actually – Kane was one of the guys I was planning to see in Mobile, but spring break was going on so I didn't get to but I did talk to his coach and he said oh yeah um he said I think Marcus Davis and Zach Etheridge are coming by maybe to see him and other guys uh so they're definitely very interested and they want to see more of him and if they see if they like what they see you know you can pretty much expect Auburn to be the major player there all right, moving along, man. Let's get to some basketball recruiting. A lot going on in the transfer portal. A lot going on for Auburn. Uh, in the past week, we've seen a, a visit set up by Chaney Johnson, the Gulf South Conference Player of the Year from UAH. He's coming in to, uh, Thursday today. I'm sure you're listening to that. This is Wednesday, but if you're listening to it on Thursday, he's coming in on Thursday. And, uh, and also since then, Ben Middlebrooks, the uh, the big man from Clemson, visited Auburn on Sunday. He stayed for a couple of hours and, you know, Auburn, Auburn would have taken him, absolutely. I do know that for a fact. But he was not going to get a lot of PT. He would have been a depth piece for Auburn at the four and five spots. And he probably made a good choice for himself to uh, to follow, I think, an assistant coach to NC State. Is that right, Jay Head? I believe so. And, the, and look, NC State just lost their starting center, I believe. So to Clemson, actually. So this actually, this was a trade of sorts, and it worked out for Middlebrooks because he's going to go to NC State. He's going to have the opportunity to be in the two deep right away and potentially the starter, whereas here he would have been, you know, the third guy um, at center and maybe the second guy at the four, contingent on how he developed once he got here. And it would have been like, hey, go in there and give our dude a breather, and as soon as he's rested back up, you're coming back out. I mean, he, he was not an impact player for Auburn. Would have been a nice depth piece, like a like an 11 or 12 guy. Yeah, and, uh, but anyways, hey, good for him. He was a great dude. I got to meet him Sunday. Uh, really enjoyed him and his family, and told him I'd be pulling for him regardless of where he chose. And uh, so, good luck to him at NC State. Chaney Johnson, love this kid. Yeah, Chaney Johnson from UAH, Gulf South Conference Player of the Year, coming in uh, Thursday for Auburn's going to leave. I think Friday. It won't be a two-day, forty-eight hour. But none of these transfer visits are typically uh, the full forty-eight hours. But Jay Head, somebody to watch, I believe. I 100% somebody to watch. Super athletic, 6'7", maybe 6'8". Gulf South Player of the Year, as you said, from UAH, which has had a very good basketball program for several years now. 
a kid that was very underrated coming out of high school. He's proved himself at a lower level, and now he's looking for a chance to compete at the highest level in the SEC. I think he's a guy that can come in right away, and he can be a guy that can platoon at the four with Jalen Williams, and he gives you a very good combination where you're not having to overplay one or the other. And Chaney has multiple years of eligibility left, if I remember correctly. He's got two or three years left. I'm not exactly sure. But a guy that gives you a piece, a continuity moving forward, yes, you get a lot of him out out this year where he's going to be probably a a chief backup for you and and in the 2D. But moving into next year to where it's even more important because you're losing Jalen after this year. So this gives you somebody that's going to come in, be fully immersed in the system for a season, potentially a starter next year if you don't get a blue-chip recruit and or you got to go back to the transfer portal to find somebody. But you're always looking for guys with multiple years and that kind of athleticism that can step into Bruce Pearl's system and be a rim-running four that also has the ability to stretch out and hit the three. I really like the kid's game. I think I hear he's even a better person. So I'm looking forward to see your report coming out of the weekend of what his visit was like. But I think this staff is very high on Chaney Johnson, and we'll kind of see how it all shakes out. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he is a major, a high priority for Auburn coming in. Uh, just a few days after in- entering the portal, uh, Auburn already has a, uh, a, signing, uh, a signed national letter of intent from Denver Jones, who we expect to play at the two. I've got a, I have got thought the more intriguing thing, Jay Head, was this morning. You, I woke up, checked the corner, and you had mentioned you know, Jalon Tyson. Yes. Uh, Jalon Tyson from Texas Tech. It just all fit together so well. Talk about him, the connection that could be and in relation to Auburn and why, why this guy might be somebody to track. So my interest got peaked when I saw him enter the portal after I read our very own Justin Hokinson's report of Corey Williams quite possibly being the number one target to fulfill, you know, our open assistant coaching seat there on Bruce Pearl's staff. Well, when you see the relationship that Corey has with the young man, he's obviously been the interim head coach at Texas Tech the last several months or so since that unfortunate incident happened there with the head coach um, and how the situation kind of unraveled. But the skill set. So the, when we talk about transfer portal or recruiting, we talk about relationship, right? Like you got to have an end somehow. Well, we got an end in that. we need, So we have somebody that potentially is going to be on staff that's going to know them and not just know them, really know them. Mm-hmm. Secondly, playing time. It's readily available. This guy is a 3 and D, perfect fit for exactly what Bruce Pearl wants in the wing. He's a highly efficient defensive player as well as a highly efficient scorer. I think he averaged around 11 points a game and six rebounds, uh, which is a little bit more than Al Flanagan gave you. I don't think he's as athletic as Al, but I think he is a better overall basketball player at this point, if that makes relative sense to everybody that's listening to the pod today. But a guy that's got a very nice stroke from behind the arc. I think he was up around 40% from three. Mm-hmm. Active rebounder, a guy that can defend multiple positions. And he's athletic enough to not just be, you know, a, a three-point shooter and a defensive guy. He can also get to the rim. He can attack. He can do a lot of things in the mid-range as well. So he's not necessarily a three and D by definition. I think that's what he does best, and that's why I'm categorizing him as such. But a guy that when you're looking at, you know, Auburn's roster right now, he can help you because Jalen did suffer some in the defensive rebounding game. Well, this gives you a wing to put beside him that can help you there and can help Janai down low. Denver's already going to be your chief scorer that you're going to be bringing in. You're, going to, you're talking about a guy that's going to be getting you 15 to 17 a night. So you don't have to bring in a guy that's just, you know, a full volume type player, similar to, say, Matthew Cleveland. 
Yeah. Um, which and he's a volume shooter to a degree. You talked about that last week. Um, speaking of Cleveland, he has yet to set a, vis- uh, a visit to Auburn, and the delay, the postponement on three. Jamie Shaw is hearing maybe Auburn's kind of on the outside looking in for him, and it might be because Auburn is on the inside looking out at him because of Jalen Tyson, uh, because of because of because of Corey Williams. Uh, uh, other guys, man, real quick on the basketball recruiting, Cario uh, Aquendo from Georgia. Uh, he's fallen off my board almost. Uh, Devin Cambridge is still on my board. He'll probably visit. I think he's going to Oregon this weekend. It's, I don't, it's not set in stone that he's coming back to Auburn, but I, I'm not ready to – he's still on there. Let's put it, if, if Auburn could get him as a backup, uh, as a depth piece to that to that three, to that four, he could probably play a little bit of both. Be yeah. something something to uh, to certainly keep. He would be a great depth piece. I uh, agree. Look, I think look if you can get Cheney Johnson right now, you're going to take Cheney Johnson. You're not going to worry so much about Devin Cambridge, right? But Devin's a kid. You don't want to just say, "Hey, man, we don't want to bring you in for a visit. We don't have any interest." Because what happens if you don't land Cheney Johnson? You got to make sure that you got multiple irons in the fire. And so, <laughs> um, I, I, I think that. Devin has a role with Auburn. He's got a spot. He's not a, a, probably a fantastic handler. Um, so he's limited on the wing, but as a backup four that's bouncy that can give you a lot, I like him off the bench in that role. I truly do. All right, folks. Hey, we'll, uh, we're going to catch back up with everybody on Sunday, man. I'm expecting a lot of, a lot of more stuff to, uh, to come out over the next three to four days. Certainly more people will be entering the portal from Auburn, or I say certainly, uh, uh, I, I'm expecting. And then, of course, Auburn's interest in other portal guys. We will be tracking that every day at Auburn Live on 3. Before we get off, big dogs, let's get some uh, some habatches this week. Get some good ones. You know what? Yeah. I, I got two. All got right. Two. So, on the first one, I'm going to go to Bow and Arrow. And it oh, was yeah. on the uh, the J-Head should be a mod thread. Now, I, I don't agree <laughs> with that. But Bow and Arrow puts – and he puts in quotation marks, so this is his impersonation of me. And let me just say this. I don't want to hate on the previous staff or anything like that. But what Freeze and Montgomery has done, their track record, whether it be developing QBs or big-body wide receivers, you have to feel good about Auburn's chances with this one. But, you know, putting proof of concept on the field in the fall will go a long way with his recruitment. <laughs> I thought that was – Perfect, dude. I literally spit milk out of my nose when I read that. I was laughing so hard. Spot on. Bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Big one. My next one, Johnny Knox 07 for the meme with Jeffrey as far as Gump sitting on the (laughs) back of the suit with a how about you out beside it. That is the greatest thing I've ever seen. All right, Cole, if you haven't seen it yet, it is in the thread of I'm here for the bald one. Jeffrey, Jeffrey sent it. I have now seen it. I sent it to the wrong. I sent it to you, me, and Keith. Uh, that was the wrong. I meant to send it to all, all of us. But yes, that is a that's a legit graphic. I mean, that's a nice effort. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. All right, Cole. What's on your list, big dog? I got four. Uh, oh, okay. Kevin Durant's burner. I, I think okay. he. I think. I, I mean, he's a recurring one for me. Oh, for sure. Was it burner two uh, or burner? Yeah, two. Two. Okay. Kevin Durant's burner two. Um, Jay Massey, Noah Willoughby one, and Wiley E. Coyote. Who's the last one, Noah? 
Noah Willoughby. One. Okay. Noah Willoughby one. Not to be mistaken for Noah Willoughby two. <laughs> I've got a. I've got several, man. I've got several. I just, uh, fantastic forward, man. If you're not a member of Auburn Live on three, the corner, you're absolutely missing out. The corner by itself is uh, is worth every penny uh, subscription. But uh, how about you, the Zinger ninety three? How about you? And welcome back to Mr. RJ twenty four. Mm. You know what you do? This is called a shaker. You got to shake it up, right? Yeah, shake it. Shaker. Oh, shaker. Uh, how about you, the PH Perry 87? How about you, the Rev Carlton 007? Rev Carl, I got a couple of reverends in here today. How about you, the Mr. 52? How about you, the War Valencia? I know that's not right. How about you, the War Valenta? Maybe that's right. And how about you, the Reverend Albie? How about you, the Emma War Eagle? Always good to see some on the female side come out there. How about you, the Emma War Eagle? How about you, the uh, at the Pearly Gates? How about you, the at Auburn Stuff? And how about you, to Johnny Knox 7 squared? Can I can I square Pearly Gates as well there, Jeff? Pearly Gates, for sure. How about you, the Pearly, the Pearly Gates? Not to be confused with the pearly gates. How about you to the pearly gates? Hey, fantastic week, man. Fantastic week of posting. Fantastic week of news. We had at Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member, get signed up, man. Come join us. Uh, if you're not a member, we will, uh, we'll, we'll make it happen, man. You will not regret it. Get signed up now. And we will be back Sunday night on YouTube, on our YouTube channel for the, uh, the call-in show, 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Probably have some more news to talk about then, but we'll turn it over to you guys, uh, the watchers, the listeners, man. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, great show. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching. For J-Head, for Cole, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Man, y'all stay that left lane. See ya. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if you're First $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in 
West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 